Hello, welcome to One Name at a Time. My name is Ben, and I'm joined today, as always, by Pez. Hello. Um, One Name at a Time, for those who aren't aware, is a podcast where myself and Pez uh, pick a dream Premier League 11 uh, based on a specific theme every week. Uh, This week, we are looking at Welsh players who have played in the Premier League. So we do have a couple of rules, same rules as always. Um, Because it's the Premier League, we have to play um, a 4-4-2 formation. We do get a subs bench as well for any players who don't make the first 11. Uh, That's four players, so a goalkeeper, a defender, a midfielder and a striker. Any players on the list don't have to have played for the national team in question. However, they can't have played more times for another national team. Um, And they do have to have played in the Premier League. So even if it's only three minutes in injury time once, um, they still qualify. Um, They don't... They don't have to have had the best spell of their career in the Premier League. They just have to have played at one point um, in the Premier League. I think that's everything. Um, is there anything I've forgotten? Um, no, I think, I think that's about it. Um, yeah, obviously being Wales and a, a UK constituent nation, then um, the sort of eligibility criteria is a bit weird. But um, yeah, I think that covers everything. Yes, yeah, they have to have played for Wales. And I can't think of anybody on my list who also played for England, who did a sort of uh, Declan Rice. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, if they had played for England, to be eligible for this list, they'd have to have played more times for Wales. Yeah. Okay, so now that that's all sorted, you're to kick us off with our goalkeeper. Okay, and I think we've had a few weeks now where we've kind of had one real standout person for maybe not necessarily just goalkeeper but but for a position and um then it was just trying to figure out who was on the bench and that's very much with the the same here with the the welsh goalkeeper for me um neville southall is the very clear first choice here um i don't think anyone would argue <laughs> i mean i i, I hope they wouldn't i mean as, as much as i'd rate some of the the other goalkeepers who were on on uh, on offer here um no one comes close to probably the best goalkeeper um, the British Isles has ever produced. (laughs) Um, I mean, there may may be a tiny little bit of talkie bias here. Mm. (laughs) But but yeah, I mean, the fact that he played for Torquay and then went back to the Premier League and played for Bradford. Like, you thought he was on the wind down. He was like, now I'm just going to have another another season in the Premier League. Yeah, why not? Played, Played for you know, quite a few teams. Um, started off in the Premier League, uh, you know, in its first season. He was, he was there because he'd, he'd been playing throughout the, the 80s um, and retired from, well, I don't know if he retired completely, but definitely stopped playing in the Premier League at the turn of the millennium. So, I mean, that's one hell of a career. 92 Wales caps. Uh, he won the Football League with, with Everton, FA Cups, Cup Winners Cup. He was in the Team of the Year for four times um, and I think he even got a, a writer's player of the year or, or one of those sort of awards as well so I mean to, to be a goalkeeper who is literally voted by someone of, of repute to be the best player in the entire league mm, um, that yeah. doesn't happen much does it no no I, you've missed out the most important um, award he won which was the Talk United player of the year which we all know every year, <laughs> every year there's some fierce competition for that award. He would have been up against the likes of Effian Williams, maybe. Um, 
Or D Jack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe uh maybe I can't think of any other talkie players from that period to be Bobby Herrera. I don't Bobby know. Bobby Herrera, <laughs> maybe. Um Alan Lee, possibly. Uh, but yes, uh I I went for Neville Southall as well. Um kind of a funny one because it was one of, obviously when I first encountered Neville Southall as a football fan was going to watch Torquay when I was probably about like eight yeah so I wasn't really aware you know my dad would oh that's Neville Southall but I wasn't really aware of who he was mm. you know I was just aware that he was this goalkeeper who was like you know pretty incredible for Torquay um and had a moustache and had a moustache and was made slightly overweight, but like was incredible for Torquay and a real sort of like, you could just tell like the stature he had when he was playing, mm. um, you know, the sort of respect all the other Torquay players had for him. And even without knowing his history, you could sort of see that on the pitch. And then obviously as I grew up and got more and more into football, I became more aware of Neville Southall, Southall mm. as, uh, as a sort of player. And looking through you know, I've always been aware that he's sort of one of the, you know, like you said, if not the, one of the best goalkeepers uh, the British Isles have ever produced. Um, and looking through his, his stats, um, like you've gone through, really backs that up. You know, he's, you know, I know goalkeepers do make more appearances, but 900 appearances in total and almost 750 of those were for Everton um, in either the First Division or the Premier League. So an incredible career and yeah, there there weren't really a lot of options. Some some good options. Um, you know, this one would definitely be talky bias. Um, but there was Andy Marriott as well, who could had, could apparently be considered. Apparently, he played for Wales. Um, <laughs> I thought you said apparently he was a goalkeeper. I mean, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I heard that for most people, most Premier League fans, they probably know Andy Marriott because I think he made an terrible error when playing for Birmingham where I don't know I feel like it was one of those where someone passes it back to him and he just I think it may have even been a throw in they threw it back like got it back to him and he just missed his kick um but he was very good in a season at Torquay so that's all that matters but no um in in all seriousness the other names I considered weren't anywhere near Neville Southall Paul Jones um, who I kind of remember, again, from when I first started watching football um, at Southampton. You know, good goalkeeper, but there's quite a, di- a difference between um, him and, and Neville. And then Wayne Hennessy is sort of the current one. Um, I was hesitant to put him in after that whole debacle of him clearly making a Nazi salute and then being like, oh, I didn't know it was a Nazi salute. I didn't um, know what Nazis were. Yeah. I didn't, mm. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what, a, what an idiot. He possibly misses out on my team just because he's an idiot. Because uh, that was one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. Um, the other one that I kind of forgot about until I looked was Mark Crossley. Yes, yeah, yeah. I forgot he was Welsh as well until I started looking through. Who only made eight caps, which I was kind of surprised about because I remember him being like good and having quite a lot of longevity as well. Um, he obviously played for Forest, um, Borough, Fulham. But... Um, only eight caps, so I guess he was probably behind Jones for some of it, and maybe behind Southall for some of it. Yeah, um, I mean, fair, fair enough if you're missing out on caps because you've got those two ahead of you your entire career, though. Like, <laughs> so I mean, he was he was one that I 
when I'm thinking about the bench, obviously, um, he was one that I considered. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm still not really sure who I who I'll have gone for in the end. But yeah, not nothing. None of them compared to Southall. And I think realistically, if we were again, if we were looking at Premier League goalkeepers, there would be very few that would. Um, so yeah. it's no disrespect to those players, Jones, Hennessy, and Crossley, that I didn't really spend much time thinking about them in relation to the first 11. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've gone for Jones as my, my backup here. Um, he, he did get a lot less caps than, than Hennessy, um, which is probably because his career also overlapped with, with Southall's a fair bit, I guess. Um, but yeah, he got a, a Welsh Player of the Year. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think maybe the, the Hennessy thing um, played into my judgment here a little bit as well. I mean, it'd be nice to put Hennessy in a team with Southall, who obviously in recent years has um, become a bit of a cult figure in the uh, the Twitter sphere um, for his uh, more liberal and accepting views on kind of everyone, um, which makes him a bit of a legend on, on, in my books in a way. Um, so it'd be nice to maybe see him teach Wayne Hennessy a little bit about um Well, you know, let's things. be honest, we're not, we're, not, we're not calling Wayne Hennessy a Nazi, but... I'm not even really calling him out on making the gesture. I mean, it's stupid if you're a Premier League player to do that. But I think it was just his response of, oh, I don't, I don't, didn't know that that was a Nazi salute, is so obviously stupid and a lie. Yeah. He should have just come out and been like, you know what, mate, I was a bit drunk. Um, it was a bit stupid. Um, yeah. I'm really sorry who anyone who I've offended. And you could just move on from it. But claiming, <laughs> claiming sort of... Um, ignorance over that is just it's just unbelievable so yeah it did kind of taint his um well it did kind of taint him in my eyes a little bit and Mm. um obviously he's currently lost he's still at palace isn't he he's lost his place at palace to uh uh, vincent gate is it gita gator yeah yeah yeah. um so he's obviously not playing at the moment so he can't really like you know redeem himself at least not from a football point of view so um yeah I think I would I would probably go with you and go with Jones um, as my backup as well. Yeah. Was there was there anyone else you even considered? I mean, the like, only other you, name you I Marriott, had, obviously. The only other name I had, apart from the legend that is Andy Marriott, it was uh, Boaz Myhill. Yeah, yeah. But again, he he was sort of best as a backup or Championship level goalkeeper. He was never really a sort of Premier League goalkeeper in my eyes. Yeah, I always thought he was good in the Championship, but um, yeah, didn't really shine when he came up did he so uh, yeah it's fair so moving on to my favorite position as always the right I'm glad you've got this one this week yeah I mean again we've had a few weeks where I've been like actually this week it's okay like last week uh, with Yugoslavia we had Ivanovic Mm-hmm. who was like an incredible option. We also had Chorluka who could play there. Um, I'm trying to think back to the week before. What did we, who, did we do the week before that? Was that Portugal? Portugal, Where yeah. You, yeah, we had lots of options there. Paulo Ferreira and Basingua and Jao Cancelo. This week, you don't have any of those names. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because they're not Welsh, Ben. Jao <laughs> Cancelo. He could be Welsh, right? That's the Um <laughs> Yeah, there weren't a lot of options, I'm going to be completely honest. It was kind of between two for me, and I went for one because I felt that he played in the Premier League for longer. Um, 
Chris Gunter was kind of the one that I pushed to the side. He's had a really good international career. Um, one of the players with the most caps on this list, maybe the player with the most caps, actually. Um, yeah, I think he, I think he is actually Wales' most capped player, isn't he? Which is very impressive, but he hasn't really played in the... I mean, he has played in the Premier League, but he hasn't really played much in the Premier League. I think he had one season at Reading in the Premier League and then a handful of appearances for Spurs in the Premier League. Mm. Um, so the other name I had was Mark Delaney, who I kind of, again, remember from, I guess, the sort of early noughties playing at Aston Villa. A solid option, maybe. Um, over 190 appearances for Villa, over 30 caps for Wales. Because he seemed to play more at the top level, he was kind of who I was going for in this position. But I'm not going to lie, I was scraping the barrel a little bit. Um, yeah. And I just didn't think with with Gunter that I could safely say he was the best in that position, seeing as, yeah, he's played a lot for the national team, but he's not really made it in the Premier League. And I know you don't have to have played in, in the Premier League for the best spell, but for me, if you're not playing in the Premier League, you need to be doing something in one of Europe's other top leagues. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He's exactly. not been doing that. So, um, yeah, I think probably I settled on Delaney as a... <laughs> as a <laughs> I don't know what else to do option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the, the rule that we, we put in place to say that they didn't have to have a good Premier League career wasn't because we were going well they were all right in league one that's, yeah no that's that, that that's not why that's in there <laughs> um yeah i mean delaney was probably my my second choice because i went a bit curveball and pulled up an old name who probably i don't even remember playing at all um and could play kind of anywhere so if we were desperate we could slot him in anywhere if, if it needs to be uh, and that's clayton blackmore who, as a, a Man United fan, is one of those names that people always sort of um, mention as being a player before your time who may, maybe wasn't a starter or massively consistent, but is always one of those players that uh, you, you hear mentioned in, in good terms more than not. Um, so I, I, that's who I've gone in there because while he could play any, anywhere else, then uh, right back was um, uh, where I needed him. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I, I, right back is definitely the position in this team where we needed somebody. Yeah, I, I think there was a, a little stat I found that um, before they introduced fixed squad numbers uh, for teams, Clayton Blackmore played in every number between 2 and 11 uh, for Man United. <laughs> so that means he's literally played like every position on the pitch. Um, Pretty yeah, impressive. Won, <laughs> yeah, exactly impressive. But yeah, he won, won the Premier League with United, four FA Cups, a League Cup, Cup Winners' Cup obviously span that um, era like before and, and after the Premier League's foundation. So played a, a fair bit in the 80s and in, into the 90s. Actually played in the Premier League until 99. I think he went to a, a couple of other clubs after United um, because he definitely wasn't there when I started supporting them. Um, but yeah, 39 caps. Um, so it's not a, a huge amount, but then again, neither was Delaney's. Um, I just thought... He, he, he might not have even been the best right back here, but in terms of a player who's clearly had a lot more success at the top level um, trumps Delaney or Gunter for, for me here at right back yeah I mean he's not he's not got a lot of competition to be completely honest with you <laughs> um, so I think that's that's a fair shout um, was there anyone else you had considered um, Sam Ricketts <laughs> yeah I mean Sam Ricketts he's a Welsh right back well. um, who actually again made 50 cap, well, over 50 caps for Wales. Um, and I do remember him in the Premier League for a couple of different clubs, but it's a similar thing to Gunter, where most of his career 
has probably been in the championship or maybe even in League One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only the odd season or so. So I can't really, I can't really say that he could. We would be struggling a lot <laughs> more than we are <laughs> if, if we put in Rick. Um, yeah. No offense to him, but you know, I think Gun- Gunter would get in over Ricketts. Um, weird though that the two that have made the most caps are actually the two that we're like not wanting to put in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why maybe Delaney or Blackmore's caps are. I don't want to say low. I mean, you know, they, they both push in forty, which isn't bad at all. But maybe it was just Wales were. I don't know. Um, not playing in as many qualifying games at the time. I'm I, I yeah. really not sure. Maybe, maybe when they were playing, um, the you know, Yugoslavia was still a nation, so they weren't like having to play six extra teams every year. <laughs> and I guess they wouldn't have that Wales team. I don't think that Delaney would have been part of ever qualified for anything. No, um, so no. Uh, yeah. There's possibly the odd, not that many appearances. Let's be honest. But you know, uh, Gunter and well, Gunter definitely, obviously, got some appearances at a tournament for Wales so yeah maybe that comes into it um now we've got right back out of the way which you know thank god um who did you go for as your centre-back partnership um there, there were quite a few options here I thought not necessarily good options but like of, of, of a similar tier it was a bit like the Portugal midfield like there was, there was a lot who were very similar or at least I thought played for a similar sort of level of club um no one no one massively stood out in that regard um but i couldn't overlook the sort of euro 2016 mm. um duo i guess which is um james collins and ashley williams um i think williams is probably the the best out and out defender that was available um i mean he, he sort of gone downhill a little bit but he was fantastic for swansea i remember and was pretty damn good for for Wales uh, during that Euro run. He scored at least, at least definitely scored at least one goal, didn't he? he yeah, I think um, he's only got he's only got two goals for them. But one of those goals was the I think the equaliser against Belgium. So yeah, a pretty yeah. important goal if you're gonna if you're only gonna get a couple. Yeah, um, I mean he, he's won a Welsh Football of the Year. He's obviously won the League Cup with Swansea. Um, I think maybe the Everton move. I, I mean you, you could see it coming. Him going to a, a, mm. a more um, consistent Premier League team, let's say, uh, as opposed to Swansea. Um, so it, it wasn't a surprise that he, he did go to a, a, a bigger club, but um, uh, it maybe wasn't the right club to go to. I, I, I don't know if he's. Um, I mean, he, he's he's been around a while, so he, he must be um, getting a little bit older. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, I don't think it worked out for him as well as he, he thought it, it it may have done. Yeah, I mean, in a in, to sort of think about previous weeks, it's a bit similar to Jose Font, right? Like, sort of came through. He was one of those players that I think was a might have even been at like Chester or a club like that, Stockport, mm. like that, and went to Swansea. Kind of came through the leagues with Swansea, got into the Premier League, established himself. Did you know? I remember him being linked to like Arsenal and a few other clubs, um, and then got the move to Everton, and like Jose Font to West Ham. It kind of just didn't work out. Um, you know, yeah. he, he did play over 70 times for Everton, but um, I think... I, is he at Stoke now? Uh, Bristol City, I think. Oh, right? okay. He did go to Stoke, yeah, but... Um, again, so he's sort out. of in the Championship, so, you know... It, it yeah, not, not a bad t- lad 
bad level to be playing at at all, as we've figured out with, with Chris Gunter. But um, yeah. yeah. What about so, James Collins? Yeah. Um, again, he's, he's one who's always always in the Premier League, isn't he? You know, he, he, I don't know whether he's maybe necessarily a Boateng character, but um, he's sort of been in the Premier League for God knows how many years now. Um, I mean, obviously not anymore, but um, yeah, he spent a, a good long time at uh, West Ham and Villa, I think he was at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, over 50 caps, scored three times for Wales, part of that Euro 16 squad. Um, don't think he's done a huge amount else, but it was it was kind of between him and, and one other um, yeah. for, for this position. And I... I, I, I don't know why I went with him over over the other one. Maybe it's because he, he has played at the the top level for for longer or at least more successive seasons. Anyway, um, but yes, yeah, so that, that, that's why I went with Collins. Really. Yeah, I mean, I, I so I went with Williams and Collins as well. Uh, Williams okay. was the more of like sort of the first one I thought of, and I was like, oh, he he'll definitely get in. And then it was kind of yeah between Collins and some of the others. I, I went with Collins, like you said, because he played in the Premier League for quite a long time. You know, um, I'm not sure whether he made over 200 appearances for West Ham. I think some of that maybe was in the Championship. I'm not sure. Um, but obviously over 100 appearances as well for Villa. And I remember when he moved to Villa, I think it was around the time that Villa had just... Um, was it Randy Lerner who sort of bought Villa and they sort of got players like Ashley Young and Darren Ben and a few other players. Yeah, when they, when they actually like qualified for UEFA Cup for a couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. Um, you know, they uh, they were doing doing quite well. Um, maybe under O'Leary, not O'Leary, O'Neill. So, like, you know, for, you know, it's not the same as being signed by, you know, Man United or Chelsea or someone, but still for them to sort of go to him, I think shows, you know, what a sort of consistent centre-back he was at this level. Mm. Um, I've got down that he was nicknamed the Ginger Pele. That's so, your nickname. Yeah, well, I mean, no, I'm the Ginger George, George Best <laughs> for my silky skills. Uh, but <laughs> no, um, so, you know, a bit of ginger bias there, but uh, that sort of, you know, helps him helped him over the other options I had. The other options I had, I think the main reason I didn't go for them was because none of them I considered consistent Premier League centre-backs. Mm-hmm. So the two that I had that I were like, I was like, oh, well, I think that they were quite good players. One's currently playing, and that's James Chester. Okay. Former Man United Academy graduate. Obviously played in the Premier League, I think with a couple of different clubs. I think Hull and maybe West Brom as well but has spent, I think, probably most of his career in the Championship. I think he's at Villa, or he's on loan somewhere from Villa at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think I think he spent probably most of his career playing in the Championship. I do think he's a good defender. Um, mm-hmm. But when you've got someone like James Collins, who is, like I said, quite consistent with the prim- in the Premier League, I'd, uh, yeah, I didn't really think Chester would get in. And the other one was, um, I think, who played with um, Collins, actually, was Danny Gabidon. Yeah. Um, who was at West Ham uh, when Collins was there. But from memory, I think he played quite a lot when West Ham got promoted from the Championship. And then he got injured. Wow. And then he was injured quite a lot. Because um, he, well, he made over 100 appearances for West Ham. But I, yeah, I don't think he played a lot in in the Premier League. Um, so that, again, that was kind of the re- my reasoning of going with Collins. 
more yeah, Ga- Gabardin was the, the other one I kind of really considered here. Um, another one who's won a, a Welsh Football of the Year award. Um, similar amount of caps. Um, but yeah, play, played fewer seasons in the Premier League and was kind of... don't know whether it was because he was with West Ham, you know, up and down. Um, I think Collins actually moved to Villa the season that West Ham did go down. So that might be why he consistently played in the Premier League as opposed to going down. Um, but yeah, Gabardin for me was always... It, I mean, you have yo-yo clubs, but I mean, if you think of like a yo-yo player, then he's kind of in that mould, I'd say. Yeah. Was there any other names that you had? Um, a couple of older ones who I maybe didn't see the best of their career or maybe kind of underrated them because they were at um, smaller clubs, but like Andy Melville, um, Kit Simons, Chris Coleman. I'm yeah. not really sure if he was necessarily that good, but obviously he was a decent manager. Bit of um, a slab in Yeah, I, maybe they it's like the Fulham curse or something. I mean, like, <laughs> but yeah, um, the, the other one I really considered from a, a sort of modern viewpoint, if, if I want to call it that way, is uh, Ethan Ampadu, who oh, yeah. we maybe do this in 10 years' time, would have carved out a, a decent enough career at the top level and won a few things and um, might... Uh, might Chelsea's do quite well because not... he's, he's quite young, isn't he? So uh, yeah. yeah, Chelsea's not the club you want to be at there if you're a young player, is it? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the only other names I had a couple of like quite recent names, um, but none of them were very impressive. Like people like Paul Dummett. I'm like, mm. I remember him being like that shit Newcastle defender who like was there. Oh crap! All our players are injured. Let's just stick this guy in. Yeah. And, uh danny collins as well i think he was actually quite versatile i i i think he was one of those players who perhaps played for multiple clubs who had uh, red and white striped kits but i think he played for stoke and maybe sunderland um you know a bit like danny higginbottom kind of played for all of those clubs yeah um, and then a, a current one chris mefam who's obviously at bournemouth currently um mm. another sort of young player but yeah for me like those players weren't really in the in the conversation when you've got players who've sort of made 300, 400 appearances in their career um, yeah. and, and been quite good for the national team. Yeah, and consistently played in the Premier League because a lot of those are very um, yeah, up, up and down players, aren't they? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, going to left-back, uh, for me, there was... Uh, well, I'm going to say there was one kind of obvious choice for me at left-back, which was um, Ben Davis. Okay. Um, who you could have probably put at centre back, but yeah, I, I know yeah. he sort of played as part of like a back three before. I think for both Wales and Spurs. Um, but I mean, you've got to be a pretty decent player to sort of force Danny Rose out of the club. I know Danny Rose isn't like the best player in the world, but he's a pretty, pretty consistent um, left back at that level. So yeah. Ben Davis, obviously quite a good player, over fifty caps. Um, Obviously, again, part of that uh, Euros team. Uh, over 180 appearances for Spurs. Was part of the Spurs team that obviously lost the Champions League final to Liverpool last year. 267 appearances in total. Seven goals. I think he's won the League Cup with Swansea. So, he he's sort of a more modern, more modern one. I'm not sure how old he is. But um, he's been around a little while. I think he might still be in his 20s, so I'm sure there's more to come from him. But yeah, he just seemed like someone who has been generally, I know not this season, but has been part of a quite successful Spurs side and um, a big part of Wales, what Wales have done recently. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like him, um, but I, I just, I don't know if I've, I've maybe not seen enough of, of Spurs lately, but I, I, I don't know if I still consider him as being like um, a, sort of, a sort of up and coming player as opposed to being like a, a mainstay in, in their team. Um, but he, he must be with, with those sort of appearances for, for them. Um, I didn't go for him, I'll be honest. Um, my left back was another one who I've had to go back through the um, the black and white archives for. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Pat Vandenhauer. Oh, yeah. Who um, only played right at the start of the Premier League era because he was very much a sort of 80s, 80s player. Um, wasn't Welsh in the slightest. If you go by the current FIFA um, eligibility rules, he wouldn't be able to play for Wales nowadays. Um, but yeah, he was born in Belgium um, and came over, lived in England for a fair while because he was born abroad he could pick any of the home nations to play for and just randomly picked Wales um, I don't know who the manager was at the time but yeah he clearly had a, a persuasive point to him um, but yeah played in uh, Everton team and Tottenham team during the 80s early 90s um, that were I don't think he was in the sort of league winning team for Everton um, but he certainly won an FA Cup and a Cup Winners Cup um, at a time where you know things were were pretty competitive um, domestically um, so yeah cup winners cup you, you only had the, the FA Cup winner would go into it so to be the only team from England to, to go into that tournament and win it um, he, he must have been doing something right to be like the, that, the team's left back um, during that period uh, only got 13 caps but I think that was probably due to his sort of naturalisation process maybe delayed his um, career for Wales a little bit so he, he did play a huge amount for them there um, but yeah, so that that's who I've gone with. I, I, like, again, again with, with Blackmore, like it, it's not someone who I've, I've particularly seen play a lot. But it was a name that I didn't know of. Um, so that, that probably means something when you think of players who have played before you, you just have never heard of. Um, this one I had, which is uh, a, a good sign, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it depends what they're known for. But yeah, well, yeah, no, true, probably... yeah. <laughs> Were there any other other names that you had? Um, it's another one who is a former Swansea um, player, and that's Neil Taylor. Yeah. Um, I, I quite liked him, to be fair. He um, obviously represented the, uh, the British Asian populace um, quite well, probably their most um, successful player who's, who's come from that sort of background, which is um, quite, quite impressive. Um, played on and off in the Premier League as he's still at Villa I'm not entirely sure yes, nowadays yes I think so yeah um, but yeah it was obviously a, a big part of the, the Euro 16 run to the semi-finals 40 odd caps um, I think he'd left Swansea or missed out on playing in, in the League Cup um, that season maybe he was injured or something but yeah I don't, I don't think he actually got a, a League Cup winner's medal um, from that Swansea team that actually won something Um but yeah, he, he, was, he was the other sort of, along, along with like Davis and um, Ben Thatcher, who I really didn't want to include for yeah. personal reasons. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, he, he was the other one who really um, was in consideration for left back, but I'd, I couldn't go for him or Davis, um, mostly just because um, Van den Hauer kind of was, was part of two OK teams, I guess. It was, it was probably a better Spurs team than they have now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Neil Taylor, I, I think, from if my memory serves me correctly, I think 
he was part of the Swansea team that got promoted to the Premier League. And then in their first season where they had, I think that was the Michi season, he got he had a really bad injury. And Ben Davis came into the team to replace him. Mm. Um, and then obviously they had two like pretty young players come through the academy who played at left back. And I think Taylor kind of not got forced out of the club, but when he came back from injury, his place had been taken by Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know whether he stuck around until Davis went on to um, went on to Spurs, might have done. But yeah, he he was one that I had in consideration as well. Um, I didn't want to include Ben Thatcher, so <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, interesting. That's one we'll have to have to revisit later. Central midfield. A few more options here, perhaps, than in the defence. Who did you go for as your midfield partnership? Oh, this was um, a pretty tricky one. Um, to be fair, the entire midfield and forward line um, it was, was difficult to, to put people into their best positions, I'll be honest. Um, yeah. So yeah. I've, 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 I may have gone with, with someone who's a little bit out of position. I mean, he, he certainly was. I mean, you wouldn't have expected him to be a centre midfielder in his, his early, early years anyway. Um, but he did end up sort of coming inside from from the wing um as he got older and um yeah was was a fantastic player also a fantastic manager um who is held in high regard by kind of fans of every club and obviously welsh fans uh in particular uh and that's gary speed i mean i would definitely say like gary speed can be a sentiment i think yeah i mean i I think he started at leeds and was kind of like a full-on wide left player and obviously went to Newcastle he definitely wore 11 at Newcastle um, so that may be well why I'm thinking he, he's sort of an out and out winger um, but he, he could definitely play centrally um, yeah yeah. I mean you know, won, won the uh, the football league before it turned into Premier League uh, got into team of the year 85 caps um, obviously his record with, with Wales helping them qualify to the, the, that fateful Euros and then um, obviously all the you know upsetting stuff that happened after I was uh, yeah living in in Wrexham when um, he passed away actually, and um, outside the racecourse ground, which is Wrexham's ground, there was tributes, but yeah, you know, running to the street, you know, shirts and flowers and, and everything. It was um, I, I mean, you, you you see these pictures when when you know a famous manager dies or a famous player, and um, you, you never sort of get a huge chance to sort of see that in person. Mm. Whereas whereas this. Um, yeah, this 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 was kind of like right on my doorstep, and um, yeah, it was it was just uh, yeah really emotional to see that sort of outpouring um, of uh, you know uh, support from um, yeah a, a nation who really appreciated what he was doing and what he had done for for football in in Wales in in the whole. So yeah, that was um, I, there was going to be a, a, a space for Gary Speed in this team, regardless. I'll be honest. Um, even if just for that, I mean, you know, he, he was a, a great player, but ju- just for that would um, definitely get him a, a place here. Um, so alongside him, I've gone for someone who's very much a um, more central player, uh, even though he can can play a, a little bit wide if needs be. Um, currently playing um, over in Italy. Uh, obviously had a fantastic run with Arsenal, started out at Cardiff, uh, Aaron Ramsey. Mm. 
Fair enough. Yeah. Um, there's quite a few players here who maybe um, could work a bit better if, if we're trying to be tactical and, and work in more of a, a defensive midfielder and pushing someone forward. But um, for Ramsey, for me, in terms of like individual talent, outshines every other option, I'd say. Yeah. Apart, from, apart from speed. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, you, you, yeah, <laughs> I mean, other than some um, pretty gruesome injuries, which um, have curtailed uh, the best parts of his career a little bit, um, I thought he was pretty good for, <laughs> for Arsenal, which is mm. not always the easiest thing to say. Um, obviously, was was there when they had that run of winning, like the FA Cup every year, part of that Euro 16 squad as quite a lot of players here are I don't know if we'll talk about this as much as we will Porto 2004 but <laughs> yeah it's obviously a huge achievement for a nation like Wales um, he got into the team of the tournament for, for that championships as well which is obviously a, a fantastic achievement to do on a, an individual basis when you think you're playing in the same same tournament as some of the best, best midfielders yeah. in the world yeah, 60 caps, obviously still players, so I can easily add to that, especially if he's playing at the, the top level um, for probably a few years more. I'm not entirely sure how old he, old he is exactly, but he, he must have some more years in him if he stays fit. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of the, uh, the easier choice of uh, who to partner speed here for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I've gone for the same. Um, Gary Speed was kind of an automatic pick, like you said. Um mm. For me, I do kind of remember him. I do definitely think he can play in centre midfield. Um, I think probably because I, my most recent memories of him as a player are probably later on his his career at Bolton, um, where I think he did play more centrally. Um, yeah. Again, I think he wore the number six at Bolton, so maybe that's just <laughs> maybe yeah. he didn't, and that's just why. But I think I think he could play in there, so I don't I don't think that's a problem. Um, and like you said, with uh, Aaron Ramsey. Unless you're going to be even more cheeky and move someone from another position, maybe play them slightly out of position in centre midfield. Um, he is arguably the most talented, um, from a technical perspective, player um, aside from Speed, who who could come into this team. Um, I've always really liked Aaron Ramsey. I remember he was one when he was at Cardiff. He was linked to United and. There were a series of players that it seemed like Arsenal kind of young players Arsenal got in front of us for, um, and he was one of them. Um, and I always thought he was a bit underrated at Arsenal. When you think of players Arsenal fans would probably talk about, maybe I'm wrong, but you know you'd probably think of maybe not Robin Van Persie, but um, <laughs> Cesc Fabregas or Sami Nasri, maybe not Sami Nasri. A lot of their players left for rival clubs. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they maybe they maybe wouldn't mention Aaron Ramsey, but. He's, you know, he always had a pretty good scoring record for them. Um, he was well, I, well I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> whenever he scored, someone famous always died. I thought that was the um, the curse there, wasn't it? Well, I mean, a lot of famous <laughs> have died because he did score 64, pe- 64 goals. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it depends who he's killing off. Um, you can take Katie Hopkins if he wants. But, um, but no... Uh, you know, I always thought he was quite quite good for Arsenal. Um, you mentioned, and quite good for Wales as well. You mentioned the Euros, where apparently he was actually the top assist provider in the Euros, I have Not written bad. down. Which is quite impressive when you consider, you know, a tournament that has Kevin De Bruyne. Or, um, or Pogba. <laughs> or Pogba. Or, you know, maybe not Cristiano Ronaldo, because he's probably shooting all the time. But 
um, yeah, so quite impressive. Um, yeah, a player I, I, for an Arsenal player, I, I quite like. It's gone to Juve. I don't know if it's really worked out for him at Juve. Um, they have quite a lot of players. <laughs> um, so I don't know how, how much he's played, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe come back to the Premier League at some point. I, I do remember a few rumours when Juve were very heavily linked to re-signing Pogba, saying maybe they would send Ramsey in the other direction. And although I don't think Ramsey is Paul Pogba, I, I wouldn't be if we got some money as well. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be devastated to have him in the team. I think he's like I said, he's someone who brings creativity, brings mm. goal threat, um, and always seemed like you know a good leader for Arsenal and Wales. So. Yeah, so that was the two I went I went for. Um, the other names, there was a clear drop-off for me between sort of talent of players like Speed and Ramsey, who you actually get quite excited about, and then the other players I had in central midfield. Yeah. Um, so I like probably the two big ones were Robbie Savage mm-hmm. and Joe Allen. Yeah. I, 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 Robbie Savage, he's one of those you kind of love to hate a little bit, isn't he? Um, <laughs> and I'm, I don't think that that's not just from his punditry. Um, it's kind of from everything about him. I mean, uh, if, if anything, like his punditry is probably like the mildest part of his character, isn't it? <laughs> I just vaguely remember there's there was a, a thing, I think, where he was on a show with Skulls and Skulls under his breath just kind of went wanker. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, that just kind of sums Savage up for me. You know, he started out at United, obviously, and went on. I think he played for Crew and then got into the Premier League with the likes of Leicester. You know, a really, con- like you said, with uh, James Collins, a really consistent Premier League performer. He spent most of his career, apart from the very end and maybe the very beginning in the Premier League, yeah. part of some pretty good Premier League sides. But, you know, over 600 appearances, obviously had a big falling out with John Toshak at, at Wales. Um, so he only made 39 caps. But... One of those players that I guess if you were a sort of bottom half uh, Premier League team and you were looking for someone to maybe add a bit of fight into your centre midfield, yeah, you'd go, oh, well, Robbie Savage can probably come in and do a job for us. I think um, he, there, there must have been like a bit of a sort of psychological advantage of having speed in your team as well because your opposition kind of had a, a bit of fear of him being in, you know, like, uh, like would, would Leicester win a League Cup without him? You know, would, yeah. would would Birmingham have you know done well without him? Um, I don't want to mention his spell at Derby because I think that was the the year they messed up. But I mean, he was getting on a bit. But yeah, you know, he's one of those players that um, might not necessarily be, you know, one one of the best at the team, or you know, it, it, but yeah, there, there's definitely like a, an advantage to having him at a team where you're struggling and you're fighting for points because he will literally fight for those points. I vaguely remember seeing an interview with Robbie Savage talking about Martin O'Neill and at the time they had Muzzy Is It and I, apparently Martin O'Neill just said to him you're not as talented as Muzzy Is It when you get get the ball and give it to him um, and but that there you know you need players like that in your team you know Nicky Butt isn't as talented as Paul Scholes but he he had but a he job. can tackle <laughs> get the ball and give it to Scholesy you yeah. know um Gilberto Silva wasn't as talented as Henri and Bergkamp and all of those players in that Arsenal team. But 
he got the ball and he gave it to those players. You know, Makaleli, yeah. who we went on about for France, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not as talented as the likes of Balak and Lampard, but as important to the team because he was the one that won it and gave it to them. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, he is a love to hate one, but he deserves a mention here, Savage. Um, and Joe Allen, I always quite liked Joe Allen until he signed for Liverpool. Um, I thought he was one of these players that's perhaps a little bit underrated when he was at Swansea, kind of kept things ticking in the midfield. Quite a decent technical player, good touch, quick sort of, you know, passing, one touch, pass, one touch, pass kind of thing. Mm. Um, in a Swansea side that was really good to watch as well, like they played some great football. Um, I think that was under Brendan Rodgers. Um, and then he obviously followed Brendan Rodgers to Liverpool and it kind of fell off, fell off for him a little bit because he went there did play 130 odd times for Liverpool, but uh, <laughs> didn't really yeah. like, impress, I don't think. And then went to Stoke and then has kind of fallen off the radar a bit. But over 50 caps for Wales was part of that Euros team. Um, and I have down here that he apparently got in team of the tournament for that. I'm not yeah. sure. Along, alongside Ramsey, so I mean that's a solid midfield duo there. That's what, that's what I was saying. I'm kind like, of more defensive. I've looked at my notes and gone, that's got to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Alan was kind of my sort of first first choice backup here. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, probably for that Euro team and tournament stat there. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it must have worked whatever he was doing. <laughs> and like I said, I, I always quite liked him as a player. Um, and, you know, one Welsh player of the year as well. But it's, I think it's one of those where it's a bit of a shame that his career kind of just... And it often happens when you join a big team like Liverpool. Mm. That after, like I think I said it about United in previous weeks. After leaving, often they kind of drop off. And, you know, yeah, it's difficult for them if they don't make it at that level, I think. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good player. And obviously been very good for Wales. Um, was there any? Were there any other names that you had that you really considered? Um, there was one who, um, weirdly, is one of the only handful of players on here to actually win the Premier League. Um, was also part of the Euro squad. Don't think he played a huge amount. Um, still playing. Andy King. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did I, have him on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably forgot he was Welsh as well. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean... He forgot he existed, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the the... Leicester Premier League winning team as, as, as great as they were can also be seen as a bit of a, an uh, anomaly um, when it comes to compiling teams like this because Andy King was never I, I mean he, he didn't really start for Leicester in that season either did he um, so it, it's not like he was a key part of that team say like Kante was or, or even Drinkwater um, so yeah I, I don't think you can really consider his individual performances based on the fact he had a Premier League winner's medal um, yeah, I mean, he. Was, yeah. I remember him being quite a good goal-scoring midfielder in the championship. Mm. Um, and then I remember when Leicester got promoted, he kind of just stopped playing. Yeah, um, yeah, basically. So, yeah. But, yeah. you know, worth a <laughs> mention. Yeah, um, and um, the, the I mean, there was two others who I thought were probably of a sort of similar standard or you, you could talk about them in a, in a similar vein, and that's uh, Joe Ledley. Yeah. Um, another one part of the, the Euro team. Um, I don't know if he's still playing, but he seems like he'd probably go on for a while. Pretty solidly, solid, uh, decent beard, 70-odd uh, yeah. caps. Uh, didn't play in the Premier League as long as I thought. Only had a few seasons. Um, I assume that's probably with Palace. Yeah, I um, so. But yeah, uh, played in Scotland a fair bit. I think he won a few um, SPL titles, uh, which... 
when we're talking about like you know players playing outside the Premier League and doing well, playing in Scotland is probably the same as being like in the Championship when we think about it that way. Um, yeah. Like when it isn't like Ramsey going to Juve and, and winning Serie A. It's not, you know, it's a foreign title, but it's not. <laughs> um, and the other one is someone who didn't really win anything. Um, but from what I read, because I don't have a huge memory of him, I just remember him being a name on the team sheet when I was watching Match of the Day. Um, apparently he was very talented. Uh, maybe didn't make the most of his career. Uh, Jason Kumas. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't remember him a huge amount, but from what I read was, was yeah, quite quite talented. So um, I thought he'd be, he'd be worth a consideration. Maybe as technically a better footballer than Ledley or King but yeah um, 34 caps 10 goals I think he played mostly for West Brom um, yeah <laughs> yeah I mean um, Ledley I was going to say when you mentioned King I was like oh you're not going to mention Ledley because I remember I think he maybe had a bit of an injury worry going into the Euros 2016 and it was like a big thing of like oh, if they haven't got Ledley I think you know are they going to do okay? You know, he's like a big part of their team. Um, and he was one that when he signed for Palace, it was kind of like, oh, finally he signed for a Premier League side because he always yeah. felt that he could play in the Premier League. Um, so he was one that I, I had down um, that I, I did really rate. Kumas I actually had listed uh, for the wide positions because um, not as a starter, but like as an option just because he was kind of an attacking midfielder. So okay, I thought yeah. I'd, I'd put him down as an option there. But yeah, I do remember him being quite an exciting talent for them and when he was at West Brom. Uh, but never one that really achieved his, his potential. Mm. Uh, and the only other name I have, which I don't know, I'm starting to think maybe you've put, like you've mentioned it, I don't think you've put in your team at all. But um, maybe have for an option for another position was Mark Pembridge. I couldn't remember whether he was central or whether maybe he played on the left. Um, I I think he was a little he could kind of like play across the midfield, couldn't he? Um, yeah, I, I I did consider him, but probably more centrally. So don't think he really factored in. Um, yeah, no, as, I mean, as a challenger for who we've already mentioned. He, that I one. don't think he was going to be one that challenged in any position, but. Um, played longer in the Premier League than I, I remember. Um, I think I remember mainly when it was towards the end at Fulham and maybe Everton as well. Um, yeah. But someone who, who did make 50 caps and over 400 appearances in his career, I thought was worthy of a mention alongside, you know, the likes of Savage, Allen and Ledley. Yeah, I think there was also, was it Cole Robinson? Um, I'd forgotten about it. Uh, I think we... Um... Yeah, we mentioned like teams that come up into the Premier League and, and do a bit. I think he was was with um, Portsmouth, was it? Um, maybe like Sunderland. I, I think he sort of came up with a couple of teams and and played football in the Premier League for them. <laughs> in my head, I have Norwich, but I'm not sure that's right. Uh, yeah, he may have come up with Norwich as well. I mean, I, I think there was quite a few. He kind of um, yeah. What, what was I saying about like a, a yo-yo player? He definitely yeah. sort of. When I when I saw his name, I was like, yeah, I seem to remember him, and that was kind to... of the first thought I had with him. And <laughs> didn't he go on to manage MK Dons? Um, possibly that rings a bell. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll, and I'll take your word for it. <laughs> maybe maybe it, I mean, Robinson. It was pretty, a vast yeah. obscure, obscure me just making up a random fact, though. If it's I mean, Dons. I mean, it, it might be another another Carl Robinson. You never know. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that uncommon a name. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
moving on to the wing positions, and I think there were you could have played at least a couple of these players in the centre midfield if you're really really desperate. Um, so I'll do right and left kind of at the same time because I'm going to be honest. The, my option for the right, most well known as a left-sided player. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've gone for Ryan Giggs on the right-hand side and mm-hmm. Gareth Bale on the left-hand side. Um, I, think, I think I know them too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't really... It's one of those where I shouldn't really need to explain it, really, isn't it? <laughs> um, but Giggsy, obviously Giggsy, known as a left-winger, could have played in the centre because he did spend a lot of time towards the end of his very, very long career playing in the centre for Manchester United and doing a very... He was one of those players that refashioned himself very well and was as good as pretty much anybody in that centre arguably as good as a central midfielder as he was as a flying winger you know he had he wasn't just a flying winger who relied on his pace and his trickery he had great technique and great ability um as well you know always very consistent delivery from set pieces good free kick taker um just unfortunate that he was in teams with the likes of Beckham and Ronaldo uh You know, good corner taker. I always thought he was a good penalty taker as well, especially um, mm. sort of when he was one of the senior members of the team. Was always very calm. I remember him scoring. I think he scored one against Wigan when we won a title, um, and I think we won two 0 against Wigan. Um, and it just always you, you kind of felt that he wasn't going to miss if he stood up and took a penalty. Yeah, yeah, gigs, yeah, gigs, yeah definitely. The stats are obviously very ridiculous. Uh, only <laughs> sixty-four caps. Probably not the most popular Welsh player with Wales fans because he obviously put Man United in front of Wales on a lot of occasions but I mean to be fair he made 963 appearances for Manchester United so there's you kind of go if he's doing that to prolong his career it clearly worked Um, and I mean no no, no offence to to Wales but at the time they weren't the Wales team that we have now yeah, and I, I mean, mean you, you had smaller European championships, so they, they were never really going to get into those. I think maybe Wales got into Euro 16 because the field was a little bit bigger than it would have been. I mean, they, they did fantastic in it. I mean, semi-finals can't knock that at all. I think as but, well, though, it was mainly yeah, friendly and stuff that he team. pulled out of, wasn't it? It wasn't like he was mm. pulling out of like competitive games. So I do get why Wales fans wouldn't. And I think he retired quite early from Wales as well. But yeah. I, I do get why Wales fans perhaps wouldn't think of him in the same way as they might think of a bail but um you know obviously what one of if not the best welsh player of all time arguably um like i said 963 appearances for man united which i think that's the most appearances of anyone we've discussed because i think dennis Irwin was up there with about 900 obviously neville southall about 900 but those were for manchester united <laughs> Yeah. At the top level, the same in the Champions League, winning Premier League titles, incredible consistency, 168 goals, 13 Premier League titles, it's literally four all FA Cups. We've not won one since he's left. No, <laughs> no, no, because he was in the team when we last won it, wasn't he? Um, three League Cups, two Champions League, one Club World Cup, one Players Player of the Year, Two PFA Young Player of the Year, six uh, PFA Team of the Years, two Wales players, Welsh Players of the Years. He's not the Man United player that I would want to go on about for the longest time because obviously very dubious character, I think, Ryan Giggs, um, <laughs> when you read about his personal life. But focusing on football and especially seeing as 
there aren't really you could probably say Bale, but there aren't really any other players anywhere close to him yeah. who who can play for Wales. Um, field anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like in, you know, an incredible career. Um, the less said about his him shagging his brother's wife or whatever, the better. Um, yeah. <laughs> And Gareth Bale, who hasn't shagged his brother's wife, as far as I'm aware, might not even have a brother. Um, <laughs> Gareth Bale um, made more, more appearances for Wales, but we all know that Wales comes first and golf comes second and Madrid comes third. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> That's your priorities, right? Um, 83 caps, 33 goals for Wales. The talisman of like the recently relatively successful Wales team. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the talisman of the side... That is the reason that we're doing a Welsh eleven and not like maybe a Scottish eleven, um, yeah. because they've had more recent success. Two hundred three appearances for Spurs, fifty-five goals. Obviously, was incredible for them. Part of the Spurs team that really started being in contention for trophies and top four, and you know being in the Champions League. Mm. Um, then he's gone to Madrid. Controversial figure nowadays, um, but I think you know we were talking a bit before the show about how he's been treated quite poorly by the club because you look at it 251 appearances for Madrid 105 goals one La Liga one Copa del Rey four Champions Leagues obviously scored arguably the best goal in Champions League final history (laughs) Um, 499 appearances 165 goals in total six Wales Player of the Years um, one Premier League Player of the Year three Premier League Team of the Years Uh, you could probably go on um, yeah, fantastic player. Real shame, um, kind of how things have worked out at Madrid. I do think Madrid have a habit of doing that to players, um, and you know it's a shame because I think Gareth Bale had all the talent to be maybe not the very very top tier, but up there. You know. Yeah, I mean I, I had considered him for for other positions in this team. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like we said, like the basically the whole top six could have kind of all mixed and matched really I mean you, you had gigs play the second striker before you've had speed play on the left um, Bale could play up top if he wanted um, but I think the thing that really put him as a left winger for me was that goal he scored for um, Madrid was it the Copa del Rey final maybe or the semi um, and basically he, he uh, sort of gets put through um, but has to beat the, the defender before he can really get on goal and he like just pushes the ball past him and it's about 30 yards ahead of him and he kind of goes the long way around and he's about five yards off the pitch and completely outpaces the defender who's got a probably a 10 10 yard head start on him and, and beats him to it and still scores and it's just like that that's a winger like you, you can play him wherever you like but you you need that pace on on the wide positions yeah. you'd like yeah <laughs> it's just a ridiculous goal when you look at it for like the the pace of the man it's it's yeah I, I, i'm still not sure how he even did it he's probably still out of breath and doing it man like <laughs> when in an in an era where wingers often get converted into number 10s or you know you think about Lionel messi started out as a winger moved to a number 10 ronaldo started out as a winger moved to sort of like whatever ronaldo is now um <laughs> Bale, you can maybe say similar, like has played as a number 10 for Wales and for Madrid. But I think he's still very much in my mind. It's probably if he's got other good players around him, mm-hmm. probably still best for you on that left hand side or on the right hand side, maybe cutting in on his left peg. But 
probably still, like you said, that with that pace, he's best with, you know, the grass in front of him and the space and he can just run and no one's catching him. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you, you mentioned about like the goals and, and the, the shots and stuff. But, I mean, he, he can cross a ball. Like, it's not yeah. like he's, he's lost when he is out there. It's, it, it's not like you're just trying to play someone out of position. You know, the, 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 one of no. the key things about him was the fact he was an assist king as well as a goal king. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he, you know, very good from set pieces as well. And um, we mentioned that with Giggsy. But, you know, his delivery, like you said, delivery is very good. Um, yeah, he's, he's kind of got a bit a, a bit of everything to his game. I know when Ronaldo uh, left Madrid, I think Perez, um, Florentino Perez, kind of thought that Bale would be the natural successor. And you can see that sounds almost a bit silly now, but you can yeah. kind of you can kind of see why because he does kind of have like a bit of everything to his game. He is quite good in the air, you know. Mm. Um, he is a real athlete. He he does have the ability to kind of just pick a team up with his individual performance that Ronaldo would have. So, you know, injuries have probably played a part, but yeah, it's a real shame that he's not at a club where he's really idolised. Um, and I'm not yeah. just saying I wouldn't even because... appreciate it, to be fair. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because he was obviously linked to United, I think, before and after he went to Madrid. Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't take him now uh, because he's not really the style of player that United are going for, but... You know, it is a shame that he's not, you know, if he'd stayed at Spurs, for example, OK, he wouldn't have won everything, but they would worship the ground he walked on. I mean, they still do, don't they? Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't think they've got much of a grudge against him for leaving for Madrid. No. <laughs> and he was, do you remember that season that he had at Spurs? I think it was one season in particular. And when you think about fantasy football, you just had to have him. Yeah. Because yeah. he would just, out of nowhere pick up the ball, run past, past a few players and hit it in from 40 yards and you'd be like, Christ. So, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, an incredible player. Um, and, you know, fair, you know, the fact that you talk about him, not in longevity sense, but you talk about him in the same breath as you would Ryan Giggs is, is a massive compliment to him. Yeah, not bad for a Southampton left back, eh? No. <laughs> but I, interestingly, and this is a massive, seg- this is a massive, like, sidetrack, but, um, I was thinking about Trent Alexander-Arnold um, the other day, just randomly. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, you know, he might end up playing in a number of different positions. And I kind of went, well, yeah, because Gareth Bale started as a left-back. Yeah, yeah. Alexander-Arnold could probably end up as, like, a centre-mid or a right-wing. Or, maybe you know, maybe he'll end up as a forward. Who knows? Yeah, um, I, I, could, I could easily see him playing on the right. I mean, if you've got Wan-Bissaka as another right-back as well, he's yeah. clearly the more defensive-minded of the two. Why not play them both on the same pitch? You know? Well, yeah, they tried. England, Ashley, at least, you know. They tried to have Ashley Cole and Wayne Bridge in there. It didn't really work. But yeah, you know, I think Alexander Arnold could definitely do a bail and end up further up the pitch. Um, were there any other names you had? Um, I mean, it was difficult to try and put anyone in to, to argue with with those two, wasn't it? Um, the one who kind of stood out at least above the more recent options who are still very young and if we you know return to this kind of a thing in, in a few years time might be in more consideration um but simon davis was the only yeah. other one who i mean he, he could also play like a number 10 or you know center mid but for for me he was definitely a wide player um i was one i, I always kind of liked um yeah play, played at uh, tottenham at the start of his career and obviously was part of the um Fulham team that um, did pretty well um, 
well, both both domestically and in the um, Europa League, uh, 58 caps. He actually won two Welsh Player of the Years, uh, which is obviously not as much as Bale, but the same amount as gigs. So when you, you play in similar positions at similar sort of times, I guess, they've had a fair yeah. overlap with their career. Um, not Not too shoddy, really, is it? No, and I mean, he was sort of the name I had, like you said, the most serious contender. Yeah. Um, quite a good career. Again, maybe quite a few injuries, but still had a consistent career at the Premier League for some good clubs. Like you said, part of that Fulham team um, that uh, did well in the Europa League or UEFA Cup or whichever. I think, I think he even scored the, the equalising goal in that uh, final before they conceded again later. So, uh, yeah, he's got a, a Europa League final goal to his name without playing for Sevilla. Not bad. Impressive, yeah. Um, <laughs> The other, yeah, the other names I had were just the, you know, I think they're the young ones you're referring to, you know, the likes of Harry Wilson, mm-hmm. Dan James, David Brooks, um, yeah. you know, some promising, you know, it's promising a promising time, I think, for Welsh football fans, because you've got these players coming through who look to be pretty good at Premier League level. Obviously, we're hoping Dan James goes on to great things as United fans, but um, yeah, you can't really even speak about, you know players like that it would be unfair to mention them in the same yeah. <laughs> same breath as Ryan Giggs and Gareth Bale at this stage in their career yeah up front some good options here as well who did who did you go for uh yeah again this is one where I mean, I think you maybe have a couple who are a bit more standout than the other options, but there was there was quite a few who were of a, a similar level, or at least you know have um, pretty pretty equal track record in you know goals per game, that kind of uh, that kind of stat. Um, but for me, um, the sort of number ten position had to be Mark Hughes, um, yes. given that we put Bale on the left <laughs> yeah I mean um, I think I was going to say I think it shows how much talent you do have up front the, the fact that you're playing Bale as a left sider yeah <laughs> um, on the right shows how much how many good options you do have up front yeah I mean Hughes could have easily been on the right could have been a centre mid um, but, but for me he was, was always best as like that sort of second striker I guess um, then again he, he probably also did play as a, a more sort of number nine for a lot of his career as well um didn't have a huge like return internationally. 72 caps, 16 goals. Maybe ended up being dropped back for for Wales um, with uh, other striking options having to be their sort of top two. So may- maybe that's where that comes into it. Um, but yeah, played played over uh, well played a decade in the Premier League, but obviously played more than that in the top flight. Um, played for Barcelona, played for United, played for Chelsea. Um, all teams that were sort of at least vying for their own domestic champions and, and you know, other tournaments um, at, at the time. Um, I think he ended up at Blackburn, um, who yep. he obviously managed to um, relative success, I guess. Um, yeah, a couple, couple of Premier League titles, four FA Cups, League Cups, Cup Winners' Cups, uh, multiple Team of the Years. I think he got two Player of the Years. Um not entirely sure what year that was, so maybe that was Premier League, maybe it was um, Football League. But uh, yeah, pro- probably, at least in his generation, probably the best or 
arguably second best Welsh Welsh player um, at the time. Um, our goalkeeper may um, have something to say about that. Um, and up top, as in like our full on number nine, full on number nine, um, there was no argument that it wasn't going to be in rush. Yeah, <laughs> didn't play a huge amount in the Premier League. Um, I mean, it still still played up until '98 in the Premier League, which is uh, solid enough. Um, but obviously the the main part of his career was was earlier than that. Um, 73 goals, 28, uh, 73 caps, sorry, 28 goals, um, which isn't a fantastic return. But like we said about that sort of Wales team, maybe weren't um, as uh, successful as they are now. So, um, yeah, I can understand there. Um, five Football League titles with Liverpool. Um, it, it was part of. I mean, you hate to say it, don't you? But I mean, like the Liverpool team in the 80s was something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Multiple FA Cups, five League Cups, uh, European Cups, um, which I think maybe only two other players on this list of one who um, are wingers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Multiple Team of the Year, Player of the Year as well. And also won a European Golden Boot, which means yeah. he's a top scorer in literally every European league. Um which is no no mean feat <laughs> when you've got players scoring like 40, 50 goals in a, a Cypriot league <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, both... I say obvious choices. That's maybe uh, being a bit unfair to some of the other options. But for me, it was it, it was kind of obvious. Oh, yeah, you're going to have Ian Rush and you're going to have Mark Hughes in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said with Hughes, I think he did drop back into midfield sort of after leaving Chelsea you know, for the likes of Southampton and Everton and Blackburn. But as a United fan, he's very much one that even though most of his sort of prime, well, definitely his prime as a player was before my time, I'm very familiar with his style of play, some of the great goals that he scored for United. Yeah, fantastic player, a part of that United team that really, under Fergie, became the United that we, well, maybe we don't know now, but this time seven years ago, we knew quite well. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for me, he kind of had to go in, go in there, um, like you said, in that kind of number ten role. And Ian Rush, yeah, you know, we've spoken in previous weeks. I remember with Ireland, you talking a bit about the Liverpool team from the eighties, and with a couple of the players you chose there. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm a United fan. I'm not a Liverpool fan. Um, some of those names, I'm like, I, to be honest, mate, I, I don't really know. Um, some of those names. I know Ian Rush. Like, <laughs> I don't think you can be a fan of, um, like, English football and not know Ian Rush. Like, he's yeah. such an iconic player. Um, incredible record for, for Liverpool. Um, 346 goals in 660 appearances, which is better than one in two. Um, did have, I think, a brief spell at Juve as well. Um, yeah, like you said, to get a European golden boot, you know, when you think about some of the other players that would have been playing... I don't know what year he got it, but I'm sure there were some other fantastic, iconic names playing at the same time. Well, like, yeah, I mean, you think like the 80s, we like Van Basten yeah. and um, Platini and yeah, pl- plenty of uh, European players who, um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you talk about some of the best ever, don't you? So, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so it was it was a pretty, pretty obvious choice to have those two in there. Um, fa- fantastic players who who did it at the very top level for a very long time. The other names that I had, there was, like I said, there were some pretty good names. Um, I think probably 
the more recent one, and again, it's another Robbie Savage situation. Uh, the, a more recent one who I felt was maybe a little bit unlucky to be to not get into the team at all because he could play in a couple of other positions with uh, Craig Bellamy. Yeah. Again, nobody likes Craig Bellamy, do they? Like, <laughs> same as Robbie Savage, everyone acknowledges that he's a bit of a wanker, but like, that's part know, of the charm, isn't that, it? Yeah. That is part of. If he played for your team, you knew that opposition players were going. Oh God, we've got to play against that mm-hmm. again. Like, <laughs> you just, people just hated playing against him, partially because he was a decent player and also because he was a bit of a shit. So, um, <laughs> seventy-eight caps, nineteen goals. Again. He played quite a lot of his career from a slightly wider role, could play as a central striker, you know, could do a couple of things. So that's one of the reasons I think he's maybe a bit unlucky to miss out because he could have gone into a couple of positions. Um, 546 appearances in total, 170 goals. Um, One of those he played for pretty much everybody in the Premier League. Probably easier to name the teams he didn't play for. Um, Man United. (laughs) Man United, thank God. Um, But no... um, yeah, a, a good Premier League level player. Um, obviously, he did play for the likes of City when they were first sort of building up to challenge for the title and Liverpool as well. Um, mm. I, yeah, I just remember that goal he, he scored against us in the in the four three, which he thought was going to be like the last minute equaliser before Giggs put through um, Owen. Yeah. Um, it, it was like a, it was a ridiculous strike, wasn't it? I mean, it, I, I was surprised it went in. It was it was just. Well, yeah, like, he, he had that in him, basically. Yeah, when you think something. of him, you think of the explosive pace, don't you? But mm. he was a great striker of the ball. I remember yeah. quite a few times when he'd hit it and it would like just have that like, just that kind of like a little bit of swerve on it and it just, you know, just go like an arrow into the top corner. So, yeah, um, he was, I thought, a bit unlucky maybe not to get in. Um, so maybe he would be a bench option for us. The other names I had... Um, Dean Saunders was maybe a bit before my time. Yeah. Um, quite a good record. I think he was uh, Ian Rush's partner for quite a while at national national team level. Um, 75 caps, 22 goals. So, you know, not terrible. Played for Liverpool, I think, for a season. Played mainly for Villa. That's kind of where I remember him from. Um, yeah, like a ter- turn of the century sort of. Um, yeah. Yeah, that time. Uh, six, over 600 appearances in total in his career, 190 goals. That is apparently league, so presumably he made more than that, which is pretty impressive. But yeah, honestly, in the you know, I remember Ian Rush, even though I never saw him play. You know, <laughs> I, I'm very aware of him. I can't really say the same for Dean Saunders. Um, and the other one I have is one of our favourites, um, John Hartson. And ironically, <laughs> um. I've either spelt his name wrong or autocorrected his name wrong <laughs> as John Harston. Um, oh, famous, famous for us. I mean, you know, let's have a look at his career. 50 caps, 14, 51 caps, 14 goals. Played for Arsenal, played for West Ham. 497 apps in total, 203 goals, including Wimbledon and Coventry in the Premier League and yeah. Celtic, where to be fair, I think most of those goals were for Celtic, let's be honest. Yeah. Scottish doesn't count. But three Scottish titles, three Wales Player of the Year, so one more than Ryan Giggs. Um, but the thing he's most known for is his pronunciation of the word penalty. Um, <laughs> penalty. We all love a good penalty, don't we? Um, yeah. So that's why he kind of gets iconic status for us, rather than for his his football career. Um, yeah, rather than actually taking penalties, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he ever took a penalty. 
Um, <laughs> what about oh, penalty sorry, shootouts? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's fair to him. Like, obviously, it's one of those where someone goes to Scotland and they do quite well, and you're like, well, they could actually be quite a good player, but they could also be garbage. Henrik Larsson played in Scotland, and let's remember what an incredible player he was. Um, so, yeah, there's there's, there's enough that do go there. And there's enough to like make make it worth the effort to try them out in the Premier League. Yeah, so um, it yeah, it's a bit unfair, but I don't think his scoring record would look as you know he's almost at one in two. Um, but I think most of that was because of his spell. Um, his spell was Celtic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Dean Saunders is one who I kind of always mistake for Wes Saunders who managed Torquay in like the, the 90s. Yeah, yeah. So like whenever I hear Saunders, I'm like, oh, he was something. And then I realise it's Dean. And I'm going, oh, who? Like, I, yeah, I, I know of him, but like he, he has no, like, yeah, there's no relevance to him. <laughs> but yeah, for, for me, Bellamy was the, the obvious bench choice here, maybe for his um, ability to actually score from kind of anywhere. And um, yeah, a bit more versatile, had... Uh, a different dimension to him than, than Hughes or Rush, at least. Yes, yeah. And someone who would be very effective from the bench as well. Yeah. Was, was there anyone else who was even worth mentioning? Or The only other names I had were more recent ones. Um, I think the one that I want to mention most is Hal Robson-Kanu, mm. mainly because of that goal against Belgium, where I remember we were watching it together in Durham, and I think everybody in the pub we were watching it in couldn't really believe that how Robson Cardo had just because yeah, yeah. um, it was an incredible piece of skill and a great finish. So um, shame he hasn't done a lot else in his career. Uh, yeah, I mean he was he was okay in the championship, wasn't he? I mean that seems to be a trend uh, through this team. But yeah, once he actually um, was it West Brom he signed for, wasn't it after? And yeah, or number just... four I think as well, which was never going to. Yeah, well, yeah, that's his own fault. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he didn't quite have the. Um, yeah, that sort of Premier League Wasn't it actually... start that he wanted to, to have after such a fantastic goal. He was at Reading, I think, um, and his contract had expired. I think this might be not might not be right, but I think his contract expired going into the tournament. And then yeah. suddenly there was this mad rush for him because he scored that goal. So yeah. It's one goal, as good as a goal it was, doesn't make you a good player, unfortunately. Yeah, because I mean, there, there was another strike who scored in that game, wasn't it? Sam Vokes. Yes, who was. Um, who is another mention here, but is very much a championship type striker, isn't he? I mean, he, he, yeah. he has played the Premier League, evidently, but um, yeah, uh, same with uh, a bit of an older one, but Robert and Shaw. Yes. Um, I mean, he's championship, he's league one, he's, he's conference. I mean, he's, he's played literally everything, hasn't he? I think the stat for him is that he scored a hat-trick at every level possible. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he, can, he can clearly find the net, but if you're not scoring hat-tricks in the Premier League for like 10, 12 years straight, yeah. and you're doing it at a much lower level, then you, you're not a Mark Hughes or Ian Rush, are you? No, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, Rob Earnshaw, as good an option as he was for Wales at the time, compared to those players, um, isn't really, <laughs> isn't really a good option. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if we're do, let, let's look at the eleven and sort of make our decisions on the players that are going to miss out. Um, we both decided on the same goalkeeper. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, right back, I think we go with you with Clayton Blackmore because I'm not honestly that attached to Mark Delaney. <laughs> um, James Collins and Williams. James Collins and Williams. 
<laughs> that sounds like a drink or something. Yeah, I'll have a James Collins and Williams, please. Um, uh, at centre half, we both decided on that. Left back, we had Ben Davis or the Belgian one that you wanted to go for. Um, the Belgian one. I mean, I'm I'm not too fast. I think Ben Davis is is a good player, but maybe he could be a bench option if you wanted to. Go. I forgot what his name is. Uh, Pat Vandenhauer. Yeah, I'm, Van I'm, I'm not exactly attached to him either, but um, I just thought he's, he played in um, maybe better teams, that's all. So, um... Let's maybe go with him, Vandenhauer. I'll have to remember that um, <laughs> as our left back. Um, and then I think we decided on the rest of them. Giggsy yeah, on the I think right. we were all the same. Speed and Ramsey in the middle and Gareth Bale on the left. Would you maybe say Gareth, Gary Speed as captain? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'm happy to give him that, definitely. Um, I mean, you know, you could maybe look at uh, Hughes up front as, as well as captain. But uh, yeah, I think I'd go for Gary Speed. Um, and then up front, Mark Hughes and Ian Rush. Mm-hmm. That's a good strike force, I think. Um, yeah. So on the bench, Paul Jones, I think, is a sub-goalkeeper. I think we we both kind of agreed on that. Yes, yeah. Um, defensive options, Ben Davis, because he can play centre-back as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to go, because I mean, like you said, he, he was a starter for you, so uh, yeah, I'm definitely happy to put him in. Um, midfield, Joe Allen or Simon Davis? Uh, as much as I do like Simon Davis, I think Joe Allen is um, <laughs> at least a, a different option to what we've we've got starting. Yep, that's a good shot for me. And then Craig Bellamy as our substitute forward. Yeah, definitely. So that's, I mean... You start the. T- I mean, it, ignore the fact we've got Southall in goal. You start with the defence, and I think you feel, ah, this team's not that great. But actually, as you go up the field, you're like, I don't know, man. Who's gonna like? Are there gonna be many players that can match up to Giggsy and Bale and Ian Rush? So mm. it's gonna be a really interesting thing to see this against. I say that every week, but it's gonna be. <laughs> I think what we've discovered from doing these teams is that, that actually there are quite a lot of good players. Yes, <laughs> and they're not. It's not all about you know Thierry Henry. Um, and Dennis Bergkamp. There are lots of good players um, out there who played for lots of different nations. Although I say it every week, it's true every week that there are good players in each of these teams. Yeah, especially when you look at individuals. I mean, like, yeah, Wales, it, it's, when you look at these, it's almost surprising that they didn't do better yeah, internationally I mean, you think if like you through, had, through the 90s. But then again, we defend. <laughs> if you had Hughes and Rush up front, Surely you're kind of going. We should be doing. Like, we should be doing something. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you've got Giggsy coming in towards the end of that era, you'd have been like, oh, "Come on, guys, Gary Speed." Like, I'm going. This is a pretty good, pretty good team. Yeah. Maybe it's a bit of nostalgia as well, but I don't know. Those are all very, very good players, in, in my eyes. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay, so next week, so we've 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 kind of got to the point now. I think this is this episode nine. This is episode um, so, nine, yeah. We've done eight of those have been our national teams. So we'll talk about what we're going to do next week. But are we now going to get to the point where we're going to do a little tournament? And yeah, we're going to so, play yeah. these against each other? Um, so we'll need to decide about how we kind of set that up. But I think the general idea has been that we'll go through the teams we've picked. You know, we'll do a random draw and then basically compare player position versus position. Almost like one name at a time. Oof. Almost a bit like Seamless. he said it. He said it. It's like the film where they say the title of the film. Um, uh, yes, yeah, and 
I guess so we'll sort of end up having a score that will be out of 11, right? So you'll have like a 6-5 or a whatever. Um, yeah. We'll have to consider how we take the bench into consideration. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's for our penalty shootouts. Penalty shootouts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we'll have to take that into consideration. But that's kind of going to be the format. So that's what we're going to be doing, not next week, but sort of probably for the couple of weeks after that. A little substitute for anyone who's very, you know, devastated that we didn't get a European Championships. Yeah. Um, we'll be doing our own European Championships. Yeah. And real <laughs> European better, Champ- and it'll have blackjack and hookers. <laughs> and the real European Championships wouldn't have had Ian Rush or Thierry Henry or Eric Cantona. So if anything, ours will be better, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so now that I've sort of mentioned that, what are we actually going to be looking at next week? Because I forgot. Um, as, as much as I enjoyed doing the um, alliteration one, I think we should uh, do something a bit more um, word related as well. And uh, I've, I've noticed a bit of a trend with a lot of young players coming through lately. Uh, and that's players who've got double barreled names. So I'd like to put together an eleven, a double-barrelled eleven, <laughs> if if we can. If I, mean, we can. I, I don't know how many options there are, but yeah, I, I thought there was there was probably enough that we can maybe get an eleven out. Of maybe, them, so. <laughs> I, maybe we should, um, if need be, we might have to be a little bit flexible on four four two. Maybe it's we'll def- allow that for that. Seeing <laughs> um, as we're not, you know, we're not the four four two rule was mainly for the Europe of the the national sides, wasn't it? So that we could actually compare them. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I, I reckon we can do it. I reckon we can do it. Yeah, there's there's a lot about, isn't there? Especially coming through younger ones. There might be some more recent players that we can actually talk about and go, yeah, they're still doing this. And, uh... Well, you know, they've just come through, um, and we really, you know, we like what they're about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that will be good. Um, and a bit of a different approach <laughs> because <laughs> I, I think it will be more. Instead of talking about the, the options and why we've gone for certain players over other players, it'll probably just be like, well, this is the only player we could find. Um, but, you know, they've got a double-barreled name. So, um, yeah. yeah, cool. Give some more obscure players. Some, um, yeah. And we'll maybe, as a little sort of add-on on the end of that episode, we'll do the draw for the Euros. So yeah, um, yeah. we'll figure out a way to do that, whether we pull names from a hat. Um I have to buy a hat now. Yeah, I've probably got one lying around, mate. It's fine. Um, <laughs> cool. So, um, I hope you've all enjoyed listening to us talk about Neville Southall. I mean Wales. Um, <laughs> and I hope you'll join us next week for our, well, not only for our double-barreled names, but also for our um, European draw. Exciting, very exciting times. Mm-hmm. I've been Ben. Pez has been Pez, as, as always. <laughs> um, and I hope you join us next week. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for listening and catch us next week.